Gaines is back today, and my special guest is Bea Rasul, a.k.a. Coach Bay, uh, Senior Defensive Analyst for the University of Arizona football team. Thanks for being on today, Coach Bay. You're welcome, man. Glad to be here. Appreciate you having me on. So if you can, if you can go over your background as far as football, man, uh, I know you've been kind of all over. So if you could explain uh, your journey so far. Yeah, so I, uh, I'm from Tucson, Arizona. I played at Rincon High School, and then I, I earned a, uh, a scholarship to Eastern Arizona Junior College in Thatcher, Arizona. We're very proud of that accomplishment. Um, played there for two years, and then eventually I started coaching back at Rincon High School, my alma mater. I uh, was the head freshman coach 2008, uh, 2009. Uh, then I went on to Saguaro High School in Tucson. I was the head JV coach. Then I went to Ironwood Ridge High School. Uh, where I coached the varsity DBs. I went to Pima College. I was uh, DBs coach there as well. Ended up, I mean, there was a little bit of a journey in between there, but then I ended up back at Eastern Arizona College where I played at, and I was a DB coach there for three years. Uh, again, you know, there were some, some stories in between those, and then I ended up at the University of Missouri uh, for two years. I was with the safeties my first year. I was with the D-line my second year. And then now I'm here at Arizona, uh, assisting with the secondary uh, back home. So how's it feel to be back home now? Because now you, you went all the way around and you're back in Tucson. So what's that feeling like? It's good. It's, it's um, you know, I think when you go back home, you feel like, you know, nothing's changed. You kind of, you're familiar with it. It doesn't, it doesn't feel like you left, you know, maybe initially first couple of weeks. But once that time kind of goes by, you know, you just you just feel like you're at home again, like like nothing really changed. I think you change. I think you leave and you grow and you have some right, some successful failures. You know what I'm saying? Things that taught you and experiences you've grown from, people you've met along the way. And then when you come back, Tucson's still Tucson. You know what I'm saying? Tucson's not all of a sudden going to be L.A. Tucson's not all of a sudden going to be Flagstaff. Tucson's Tucson. So when you come back, you get back in the swing of things, um, in a sense, it feels like you never left. You just, you just grew a little bit. Now, was this always the goal um, that you had in mind when you started coaching that, you know, would lead you to home or, or U of A? I mean, what were you thinking as far as when you first started out coaching? Where did you think that you'd be? Yeah, that, I get that question sometimes. And or people say like, oh, man, you did it. You know, you did what you set out to do. It wasn't necessarily a goal. I mean, you grew up in Tucson or in Arizona. U of A is sometimes a dream school. It was a dream school for me, for sure. And it is special to be coaching at U of A because I grew up coming to these camps. You know what I'm saying? The, the Ludolson camps. I mean, that was a big deal. You know, these were icons. Big Tommy, that was an icon growing up. And now some of my coworkers, right? You know, it's like when your idols become your rivals, not that they're <laughs> rivals, obviously they're coworkers, but like that same concept, like Ricky Hundley and Chuck Cecil, right? I mean, it's, right. those are guys that, you know, you're in the locker room with now every day, you know, you get dressed next to those guys. So it becomes normal when those used to be more celebrities. Now those are friends and coworkers. Right. Um, so from that standpoint, it is special and it is special just to wear the A and to say bear down like it is. That is all very, very special. 
um, from a career standpoint, it wasn't necessarily like my goal is to coach at U of A one day. I mean, my goal is to impact young men through the game of football, is to create leaders and positive people through this game um, and in the process uh, to win championships, you know, while you're impacting and developing young men. And it so happens that that's happening right now at U of A. We're in the process of building a championship because of Coach Fish and his vision. And we're in the process of, um, you know, I think every day we're creating the next generation of leaders. And we just had our highest GPA in program history. I mean, we're doing really special things. So I'm happy that it's back home, but that's more of the, uh, the icing on the cake. And what about you know, when you're coaching high school and, and looking back and then now you're, you know, you're in the, the college ranks, what's been the, the biggest transition as far as, you know, dealing with the high schoolers, as far as now you're in college, I know it's probably similar, you know, the age, but what's been some of the, the differences, excuse me, differences that you've had to tackle between the two? I think, like you said, there's a lot of similarities. There's, it's still working with people, it's still relationships, being able to communicate, treat everybody as an individual, hold people accountable. Uh, I think the difference is yourself. I think you have to be better. I think at this level, these players are anywhere from 18 to 23. Right. And, you know, a couple of them have kids or, you know, a couple of them have played for multiple coaches. They've heard similar messages, you know? So it's kind of like, you have to be better. Mm. You have to be more competent at the game of football. You have to be the best version of yourself because these guys are not high school kids. They're young men and some of them are grown men. And so like, they are watching you and in a sense, they're holding you to a high standard. And they're expecting things from you. So if you come in tired, they might let you know about it. If you didn't bring it today in practice, somebody might let you know, like, dang, coach, I ain't, I ain't hurt. I ain't heard you today. You know, you good. In high school, you can, for me, at least my experience, right. they look up to you so much because they're so impressionable and they're 15, 16 years old, 17 years old. But these guys, man, they've seen other college coaches and some of their coaches have coached in the NFL. So you have to be the best ver version of yourself and you have to know what you're talking about because at the division one level, they, they understand football, you know what I'm saying? So you have to, you have to be accurate um, and you have to earn their respect. I think in high school, you walk in the door, they respect you kind of, you know, here right. you got to earn their respect a little bit. more. What's something that you hear a lot about as far as when we talk about like recruiting, um, you know, a lot of people, Parents and kids, you know, they they want to go to the dream school. They want to go Division One, and and I talked to this with somebody else, and and it seems like some somewhere not everybody, but a lot of people, the mindset is, hey, if you don't go D one, you're a bum. You know, you you're a failure. So how hard is it trying to change the mindset of people? Is you know people that want to go there, but they're not ready yet. Maybe they need to go to a smaller school, grades or or whatever it is, or just not there. Um, what are some of the things that, you know, you, you yourself might tell people as far as when it comes to recruiting? Um, you know, I think understanding going where you're needed, not where, you know, 
where you want to go, but where does, you know, what school need you to go there? Mm -hmm. uh, a great NAIA school I know of in Salina, Kansas. It's called Kansas Western University. President of the university is Dr. Matt Thompson, wonderful guy. And they have a great program in a very cool college town. For 90% of kids, that would be an amazing experience. True college town, first name basis, you know, 13 to one student to teacher ratio in the classroom type of feel. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, you can really go there and have a great college experience. Our college, the University of Arizona is bigger. We might have more gear. We might be on TV, mm. but your experience is going to be still a wonderful experience that's probably a lot better for you, you know? Um, are you going to play at Oregon and at USC? No, but you're going to play at a stadium where the Kansas Wesleyan football team is the is the biggest show in town and you, and you're probably going to be you know a contributor on that team you're going to be a starter you know or at least a guy getting some reps when you want to go to like a big logo you know it, if you're able to play and contribute and we need you and we're pursuing you and other Pac-12 schools are pursuing you yeah then that's that's that level but if not man go somewhere where you want to be wanted it's like Everybody wanna, wants to date the prom queen, you know? Everybody wants the, the most popular gal in school when the reality is, man, go, you know, find that girl that loves you for you and wants to support you. That's, you know, everybody wants the prom queen. Yeah, everybody wants to go to the U of A or the Pac-12, right? But does the Pac-12 want you, <laughs> you know? If they, <laughs> if they don't, you gotta be real with yourself and say, you know what? Um, maybe Ottawa University would be a fantastic experience for me with great men. You know, maybe Arizona Christian is going to align more with my values and they, they need me to come in here and be a good player for them. That is probably, you know, to me, it, I think it's tough though, right? I think when you're in high school, as you and I were, it is hard to understand that and to grasp that right. because of marketing, Right. right. When you turn on the TV, you see Arizona bear down. You don't see Arizona Christian firestorm. But take away the fluff, man. Take away the marketing. Take away what you see on billboards and just find a place that fits you and that needs you and go have an incredible experience. And then, like a lot of people say, when you're in your 30s and 40s, man, like nobody's asking you, like, did you go D1? They're saying like, oh, you played college football. Tremendous. Right. Did you get a degree? Oh, you did? Okay, great. You know what I'm saying? Like, what matters changes over time. Do you think that that will change over time? I know it won't change next year, 10 years, but it feels like people are starting, certain people are starting to live by that standard about following, you know, going somewhere where you're needed. Um, and so do you think, I don't know, 15, 20 years, maybe there'll be a little bit of a shift. <clears throat> I know that the big schools will always, you know, they'll always get their guys. But do you think, you know, like, uh, you know, Dion's coming into the picture and some of these other guys, they're grabbing up, you know, HBCUs, but smaller schools on a, on a you know, and I mean, on a level and, and guys are still getting exposure. So do you think that that's, we're, we're going that way in 15, 20 years? 
my opinion is, you know, it's never going to be a drastic shift. I don't think it's going to be a huge, you know, monumental change from a fundamental standpoint. But I think when you look at the NIL deal, the name, right. image, and likeness, to where, you know, a lot of times, I, I, you know, I've been at the junior college level where you get to hear all these schools come in and recruit your players. And some guys would say like, hey, why would you go to a group of five school when you come to this power five school and your scholarship checks are bigger and your cost of attendance check is bigger and you, you, know, you get more resources? Well, the NIL kind of evens the playing field a little bit because now you can go to a D2 school and if there's an NIL deal for you or if you are in a small college town and you're the manager D2 school, Dude, you can make more money than the scholarship guy at, at the Power Five school. You know, I think that that kind of throws a wrench in things. Um, I think Dion is unique because, in my opinion, he's the best player to ever play the position, and he's at an HBCU where he's offering a different experience, a unique experience to say, "Hey, if you're a a person of color, you can come learn more of your culture while playing for a guy who's a Hall of Famer." Right. I don't know how many more times that can be duplicated because I think Dion is is Dion, right? There is no other prime. There's only one prime time. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I don't, you know, I think it would take another. Yeah, I mean, you know, you, you're gonna have to have like a Tom Brady, right? Go be a head coach somewhere to replicate that. You know, he's a he's a true goat at what he at what he is. Um, but I think the NIL is going to even some things out. But even then, you still have the big schools that might have more access to more NIL opportunities. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then the other thing is, uh, I think the transfer portal is going to change things because Division One schools are going to just look to add other Division One players. Yeah. You look at Alabama just signed a Georgia receiver named Jermaine Burton. Just saw it, yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, instead of them grabbing a junior college kid like they have in the past, or instead of them getting another high school kid to develop, they'll just go get a proven guy. Mm. Like free agency. It's more free agency. You know, if you think of like in terms of professional sports, it's more free agency rather than the draft. Right. Everybody is thinking, hey, I'll just go sign the best free agent. Uh, Texas State University you know, very good school, very good football program with good coaches. I heard they're going entirely transfer portal. Wow. Their whole class is going to be guys that have already played football. I know a buddy of mine who is the pass game coordinator at Tarleton State, Adam Austin, who played quarterback here at Arizona back in the day. Uh, they're looking for transfer portal, and they're looking transfer portal guys that have had production. Mm. You know, not just transfer portal, but guys that have actually mm. statistics. You know what I'm saying? So I, I do think there's changes, but then at the same time, you know, I mean, the, the blue bloods are still going to be the blue blood, you know? <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah. But I love what those schools are doing. I love that, you know, you see like Howard University getting like a top basketball player in the country. Yeah, yeah. Dion getting Travis Hunter, you know, number two recruit in the country. Like, I think that is, it's awesome because all those other places have that exposure now and, now kids are like, man, I can go to Jackson State and have a hell of a career. I, I yeah. think it's incredible. Now, now what about, um, 
you know, like, you know, you know, the Thatcher area, obviously you was down here. So, you know, it's a small, small area that Safford Thatcher Pima. Um, I think a lot of times kids have the aspirations to play in college, um, but they get, they get caught up with either their mental psyche, like they psych themselves out. They're not sure of what they want to do. So, and you hear a lot of times that, oh, I'm a small town guy. Um, I'm not going to be able to get exposure or compete with guys in, you know, 4A, 5A, even 6A. So what, what advice would you give to somebody um, playing, you know, and they want to obtain a scholarship, like we talked about, it doesn't have to be a division one. They just want something that's not going to put their parents in debt. You know, what steps do they need to take to, to ensure that that might be a possibility for them? Yeah, I do think that, you know, good college coaches, I mean, good high school coaches, which there are a lot of them, I, I do think it's a responsibility that high school coaches have to promote their players mm -hmm. and to reach out to colleges that are realistic for um, realistic for that level, for that talent, you know? Yeah, I, I, I do. I think there are, I like, I personally like to, you know, be cautious of all the recruiting services and spending all that money. You know, I think Twitter is a heck of a resource, a heck of a tool to use right. to get out there. Um, and I do think there's some more trustworthy, reliable recruiting services. Um, I'll pull up a guy here. Um, and I think everybody that deals with this guy, you know, he's called My Recruits, Coach Peroni. Coach Perone. Perone, excuse me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think he does an awesome job. I mean, I think he charges, what, seven bucks a month or 10 bucks a month. Whatever it is, I don't want to misspeak, but I mean, I think a guy like that is doing it for the right reasons. And he is super, super connected with all levels of colleges across the country. Yeah. So I think guys like that, you got to find the Coach Peronis. Coach Peron, excuse me. You know, you got to find those guys. Reach out to him. You know what I'm saying? Um, they will find you. You know, the old field of dreams, if you build it, they will come. I mean, but it is it is harder too. You know, I, I think it's a lie to say like, hey, if I'm in a small town versus if I'm in Phoenix and I go to Chandler High School, like exactly, yeah, there's a difference for sure. But you just got to find other ways, like reaching out to the Coach Perone or using using Twitter, and you know, you just got to you got to got to hustle a little bit more, reaching out to those colleges. But you got to be realistic. Mm -hmm. If you're a guy that's and you got to find somebody who can give you that realistic advice, like, hey, Coach. What level should I be playing at? Am I a Division One guy? Am I a Division Two guy? Am I an NAI guy? Whatever it is, it's okay, man. That's it, all right. You exactly. Know yeah, <laughs> it's okay. Now, how early do you think people should, you know, start looking into that? Um, you know, because I, I personally, uh, with with Coach Perone, he's he's helped my family out, and you know, I echo all the words that you said. Um, he he did everything he said he could do. Mm -hmm. um, he was realistic. He didn't, you know, sugarcoat or lie or anything like that. So um, how early do you think these uh, these high schoolers should start out? I think anytime uh, they get to varsity, in my opinion. Like me personally, I don't necessarily want to see JV film 
freshman film, those are important years. Those are the formative years. Um, but you really want to evaluate from a college standpoint. You really want to evaluate uh, their film uh, from the varsity level. Varsity. So if they're a freshman on varsity, great, start showing. If you're not till your senior year on varsity, great. That's what it is. But for me, it's whenever you get varsity film, um, you know what I'm saying? Like whenever you're a varsity, not even a starter. I mean, even if you're just like a good varsity backup, I mean, I would start putting together good clips, you know, because you can always, as long as it's varsity film and as long as it's good film of you making plays or showing off your athleticism, showing your skill set, that's valuable. And then you right. want to put together that tape. And now over time, let's say, let's say you're starting on uh, varsity as a, as a sophomore. Let's say at the end of the year, you got called up to varsity for the last you know, two games of the season. And you had like five good clips, man, take those five clips. And then your first game of your junior year, you find five more clips and you just start stockpiling your best clips of all varsity film and, and game film, not practice. And then let's say you end up putting together a, a, a five minute highlight tape. Well, then maybe you like cut the fat a little bit more Right. And go from that to, you know, a good three and a half, four minutes of just good, good plays showing off your skill set, your speed, your athletic ability, your football instincts. Um, and now you have like a nice little portfolio of, of who you are. You know what I'm saying? And so uh, um, I guess my last question is, uh, Social media with with uh, you know potential um, recruits and stuff like that. I, I know I've seen over the years that people have lost scholarships or they've they've gotten themselves in trouble over you know what they were posting. Um, how important you know do you guys stress that to people that hey you know your social media is is uh, you know a, a direct reflection of, of of yourself and your family. So um, how how important is that stress to uh, the younger generation with all the social media out there now? To be honest with you, me personally, I don't stress it to recruits. I just, I just observe it. Right. And it's really like, it reveals a little bit of not just who, not who they are. Cause they're still kids. You know, it's not like a man, that's who you are and you're a bad person. No, it ain't all that. You know what I'm saying? Like me and you, man, hey, if there was Twitter and Instagram back in the day, <laughs> they might have thought we were some bad dudes too. <laughs> so yeah. I'm not, you know, saying it like that, but I do use it as a chance to just like observe and allow it to just kind of reveal where their head's at. Right. And sometimes, to be honest with you, because there's so many players that you're evaluating, it's just when you see it, you just kind of move on if it's too negative, you know, if there's too much of this, too much of that, you know, to be honest, you don't, you don't have a lot of time to coach them through it and to say, Hey man, this is what's like, they have family members and, and high school coaches to do that. Mm. We're in the business of evaluating prospects as people, as, as players and students and finding the best fit for whatever school that we're at. Um, and so to me, it's just more of like, you just 
you get to see like what a player is all about, where their head's at a little bit. And if it's not where you kind of need it to be, if it's not what you're looking for, then they're off, you know, you're not recruiting. Move on. It is, it's, it's, it's important. Yeah. It's an important, uh, it's an important tool. Got to use the right way. Um, and one more, uh, really last question. No rush. The, uh, you know, the, the bombarding, I mean, do you get bombarded left and right? I, I guess obviously you have a normal life and, and a lot of people want a piece of the pie. Hey, my kid, this, my kid, that, or, or even potential people look at my, look at my film, look at my film. Did you look at it? You know, how often are you getting, you know, hit up and, and how do you deal with separating the two? Yeah, man. Yeah. It's a, it's a tough question because you probably know the answer. Like it's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah you you do get you know like you know the twitter dms the ig dms when it's people that you're not following you know it goes into that other folder yeah that's that's a yeah. big number every day uh and you just can't get through it all um what i try to do is to be honest with you i try to look through it every now and again and look for coaches that have contacted me mm. you know because usually I mean, you know, I, I was I, I was in that same, you know, same position role. where I was, yeah, I was reaching out and throwing my film out to everybody. I'm like, hey man, look at, you know, Alabama hit me back. Like, nah, they just had like somebody respond to you, but that doesn't mean they're interested in recruiting you. You know, so I, I did the same thing, you know, in high school and when I played JUCO, I did the same thing. So what I try to do is just look through to save time and be more efficient. I try to see like which ones were coaches and then try to like look through those and then either give them to like a recruiting uh our recruiting department you know, here's some names to evaluate kind of for them to vet or filter through um or just do it myself sometimes and okay. and check it out but yeah it's i think guys have a better chance at contacting people that work in a recruiting department one okay. because their job is to just evaluate film like their job is to take the wider net and to bring it down, you know, to a okay. smaller. Mm-hmm. So I would, I would more contact recruiting um, department people, you know what I'm saying? And then I would also have my coach reach out. Like if you, if, if you really feel strong that you're a division one player, talk to your high school head coach and say, coach, do you have some guys that you personally know that you can really get my film in front of? Because if my, my high school coach, uh, Matt Johnson, at Mountain View High School in Tucson, or, or Miranda Mountain View, I should say, or uh-huh. Pat Nugent at Michael Mountain now, or Justin Hargraves, right, at uh, Sienega, or Eric Rogers at South Point, guys I personally know, if they text me a kid and say, man, you really need to watch this kid, you're much more likely to watch that than a kid just sending you his film and it goes to your other folder where there's a thousand other films there just kind of like sitting there dormant, you know? Um, so I would, I would more so like go to, you know, your high school coach and say, who are some college coaches that you are friends with? Gotcha. And go that route. To me, that's, that increases your likelihood. Well, that's great advice. Um, I wish uh, there was a blueprint on it all. I know a lot of people are scrambling and, and uh, it, it seems like no matter what, man, people are going to be, uh, like you said, doing it 
whichever way it looks uh, best to them. Um, yeah. But so you guys are, uh, you're, you'll gear up for this be year two under the new coaching staff coming up. Um, yeah. What, what are you guys looking forward to and, and what do you got going on right now? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it's big recruiting season, big recruiting time. Uh, early February, I'd say February 4th is the second signing day. Um, so you just try, you know, you're adding a couple pieces here and there, but you're really recruiting 2023s and 2024s right now. Um, and then when everybody gets back, you know, and together in the office as a group, full staff, players, prep for spring ball. Uh, I think what we're looking forward to is just, just year two, you know, it's just the process of building a, a championship program. You know, year one, everybody's learning Coach Fish's vision and his expectations for the program and just getting to know each other as people. Yeah. Now there's familiarity, you know each other, you trust each other, you believe in everything, you know, that foundation set, you know, the freshmen that were here are now sophomores, the sophomores are now juniors, right? You know, we have an elite strength and conditioning coach, T.O. So he's got those guys, you know, just a year stronger, a year yeah. more, you know, just, just more understanding the program, the systems are in place. And uh, I think you just look for that natural year one to year two step. And, and you want to take a big step, you know, because uh, we're in a very competitive conference. Right. And, uh, you know, we want to, we want to achieve our goals of this conference. And uh, we want to do some things that have never been done before. And so you have to put the work in and so we're just we're just looking forward to taking that next step, you know. Well, I, I hope uh, everything works out for you guys. You know, bear down. I am a Longhorn fan, but you know, I do root for uh, for U of A. So uh, you know, shout out to you guys for, like you said, setting the the groundwork, and and uh, I think good things are coming for you guys in the future. Hey man, I got two two close friends that work for the Longhorn, so it's it's all good, man, Jacob. <laughs> Jake, Jake Longay and uh, Corday Hankton, you know, so we're all love for the Longhorns. But yeah, we, I think, I think Coach Fish is, is truly building a, not only a great football team, but a great program, a great team that's going to support the city of Tucson, the community. Uh, you know, our graduation rates are going to be through the roof and our GPA and our community service and the wins are coming. You know, it's just, I think Coach Fish is building a successful, complete program, which is really cool. You know, I mean, again, we already broke the GPA record once. Now we've set the new bar. So we want to have elite students, community members, fathers and husbands, and, um, but also champions. Right. right. I, I feel like it's, it's, it's coming. You know, the work's been put in. We got the right head coach got the right leadership in place. So now we just got to execute every day. <laughs> every day. Uh, again, Coach Bay, I appreciate you being on. Uh, again, thank you for, uh, you know, taking time out of your busy day. Um, and again, hats off to you and the rest of the coaching staff and, and, and keep up the great work. And I uh, can't wait to see what happens next year. Definitely, man. Appreciate you, man. Bear down. All right. Thank you. Thanks.